Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Yeah, I'm here. Cool. You got it fit. You got it worked out. No, I, I'm going to have to fool with it after the show, but, but, but right now, I, 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 I'm just doing it on my phone. Okay, so. okay, okay, cool. I know you say your phone get hot, so we'll... Yeah, okay. it, it tends to heat up when I'm doing live streams, so... All right, that's cool, that's cool. Hope you, you ready? Got dog, got dog Android. <laughs> Put that Android up. I didn't no, want to go there. It, it's just outdated, stop it. <laughs> Aries, we've been trying to tell you, man, get that iPhone. Nah, I'm cool. Hey, man, I, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to come in no bad vibes, man. What's up, everybody? I'm just playing. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast with Rock Hoop Q, Aries Falcon, and keeping it sexy... LG. What's up? What's up? What's up? And welcome to the What's Up Falcons podcast. My name is Rock, and I'm joined with my boy Hoop in the house. What's going on, Hoop? Not much, man. How y'all doing? Surviving, man. You know, surviving. We made it through COVID, so you know that's a good thing. Are we done? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm also joined with my homie from all the way over on the West Coast, the notorious vid maker, Mr. Aries Falcon. What's up, Aries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, what it is, what it does, what it do. It did it, man. <laughs> it did it, man. Oh, man. So, um, Aries, I'm glad you were able to work through your issues and get on the, uh, on the, on the, on the stream. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm still, you know... It's still a struggle, but you know I'm, I'm trying to deal with it. Well, for sure, for sure. All right, and uh, Q and keeping it sexy. Of course, they're not here, but uh, fellas, we have a guest with us this evening, man. We have the one and only Mr. Smitty Sports Machine. Smitty, how's what's going on with you? Not much, man. Just here to talk some Falcon football, have fun as usual. And uh, talk about the sport I love, man. Indeed, indeed, man. If if y'all haven't, uh, if you if you knew, hadn't seen or heard of Smitty, Smitty is a real good guy on YouTube to follow if you like the Falcons, man, or any Atlanta sports team for that matter. Matter, but especially Falcons. And I like how Smitty just tells it like it is. And I've been wanting to reach out to him and get him on the show, and we we, we finally did. So, Smitty, we really appreciate you coming on, man, and talking some dirty bird talk with us. No problem. And uh, I want to thank everybody for checking us out. And don't forget to check us out. You know, if you got a question or you want to just holler at us, don't forget to hit us up at Twitter at, at What's Up Falcons. And if you want to hit us up with a text, we have our text line, which is 770-268-0555. And don't forget to check us out exclusively at Armchair All-American. 
All right, man. So, uh, fellas, we're on. We got Mr. Smitty on here. And, uh, Smitty, before we get into it, this has been our first show we've had since the whole Julio trade. And, uh, I mean, I know you, you've you been talking about it for weeks now. You're probably blue in the face yeah. for talking about it. What it is. <laughs> but, but quick, just for our audience, man, will you give us, just give us your final thoughts on the whole thing about him wanting to leave and going to Tennessee. Just, you know, just a, a um, overview. To keep it short, yeah. um, I think time had ran its course. Uh, it had nothing to do with the quarterback. It had nothing to do with the organization. Right. His mindset was just, I need to win a ring to stretching my resume for the Hall of Fame and I don't think I can do that in that matter. Right. And that's what it all boils down to. Right. Fans were mad but players move on. As I told you man I've been seeing this going on for the last 30 years. Right. Them not being able to keep key players. Even Dion Sanders spoke on him and I felt him because I've seen him um, other players that should have retired Falcons mm-hmm. leave but you know when they're not managed right organizational wise Right. Uh, you're going to have these problems. So right. when the front office is not right, these problems are just going to keep happening. Yeah. That's true, man. I agree with that. I mean, you know, like, if you really look at it, the, the writer's been on the wall for Julio. It seems like after the Super Bowl and when they had to do his uh, contract, you know. And, um, and it's just, you know, he's still a professional. He still, you know, goes out there and give it give it his hundred you know his all and stuff but uh especially last year it just seems like you know <laughs> i don't know something was going on and actually found out that yeah julio was not happy not at all and hey, you want me to be brutally honest i think he set himself down the last four game after four and eight start they yeah. ain't going nowhere <laughs> let me sit down <laughs> i can play like i got a hamstring injury what can they say right right no, I agree with that, man. Totally. He was just like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, can you blame him, though, you know, with nah. these last few seasons not even making to the, to the playoffs? I mean, he wants to win. And, you, you know, it didn't seem like they were taking it seriously as far as what, what uh, Dan Quinn was doing. And uh, it's just they just drug it out, you know. So we hoped it would, he would be a Falcon, but... I mean, I, I, I said that it got to the point to where he, he was ending up being like the man's jersey he's wearing right there, number number A-Flo. He wanted to win. He didn't care by any cost. At, at, towards the end of his career, he, he in white, wanted to win. Right. So, and that's the, 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 that's exactly where Julio was. It's just like, you know, he's tired of going all the way, you know what I'm saying, to the playoffs and not making it or going to the Super Bowl and falling way short. I mean, that was, you know, that's just how it turned out. And one thing that um, I thought about when I was doing my video uh, was I looked back at the Dion video about his time in Atlanta Mm -hmm. and they didn't offer him a contract. He said they just told him he could leave, uh, find a place that he can win, and he did that. Went to San Francisco the very next year, won the Super Bowl. Wow. Dallas the year after that, won another Super Bowl. So it's just the mindset of your organization and what they have planned for the future. And now I hope they put the right GM and the right coach in place to have a successful future. But only time will tell that. Yeah. Man, that was those cheap uh, rank, rank and Smith, them clamping. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. They just... <laughs> Wanted to sell tickets They didn't care who was on the field Yeah But then that's a good testament To Arthur Blank though You know Oh yeah Oh yeah Bringing in a 
bringing it back around and making this team, you know, um, you know, popular. And uh, promotion and advertising, that's all he's doing. Yeah, yeah. That's the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. But but it's still a shame that they're still having these same issues that they had with Dion as far as players not being able to culture, you know? Yeah. And that's what we want to do. have that winning mindset, it's going to always be a problem. Yeah. Um, I interviewed uh, LeVon Kirkley, mm-hmm. and he told me about the Pittsburgh Steelers, the way they think, um, how they organize things, mm-hmm. how things are always in place. Right. No matter who they draft, either you're going to fit that system or you're not going to play for them. They don't go by name, they don't go by talent, they go by who fits best. Right. And they run their organization like a business, and that's why they've been successful. Right. For the last fifty plus years. Wow. Well, I mean, I mean, it makes sense. It seems like a lot of organizations, the winning org- organizations, kind of do that, and uh, it's a shame that from a, a a city that is pretty much a corporate city, if you think about it, that right. they they're not running it like that. And especially Arthur Blank being the head of a major corporation, you know, you would think it would be. A little more like that instead of it seeming like a little more player friendly. Yeah, that's when you have to question the president. Yeah. And that's Rich McKay. I understand why Arthur Blank wants him around. Right. He's thinking about his future, uh, not only with football, but with his health. Uh, if y'all don't know, he survived cancer. Right. And he's thinking about if something happened to him, he wants somebody that's suitable to run the Atlanta Falcons, but Rich McKay might not even be that guy. He's yeah. business savvy, but when it comes to football moves, it's just not that dude. Right. And speaking of that, man, I mean, like you said, Arthur had his health issues. He's not the youngest person in the world, nope. you know. And and you know, like we we've said, they're in a win now situation. It seems like it's been like that for the last few years, but now it definitely is that way. And I know. Some people say this may be a rebuild. Some people say it is not. It's just what we're in now. I'm thinking it's looking more like a rebuild after you know this Julio situation. But I don't know if he has it in him to go through a whole new thing of you know starting over again, Arthur. Well, I think by saying a rebuild, I don't think we're there quite yet. Honestly, I think it's more of a trying to improve what we have but as far as starting completely over I don't think we're, we're there just yet so it's close yeah uh, the reason why I say I agree with Aries is they still have key players on both sides of the football right. you're rebuilding you're tearing everything down contracts and all yeah. and they haven't got to that point but they're close Yeah, and I guarantee you this season will tell us a lot about how their future is going to be structured uh, financial wise uh, depending on how they finish in 2021 right back to your video um, Smitty um, is there any what do you guys think as far as why this is happening why are the dominant players that we look up to there we like the most never finish out here you know what, I mean outside um, of the you know go ahead first is contract structures right um I think um, if they had managed Julio's situation better and picked who they wanted to keep, uh, maybe, well, I knew they were going to keep Grady Jarrett. Yeah. But maybe Deion Jones, they could have thought, they should have thought about moving on from him 
Uh, he's a great player, and I'm not going to knock that. He's undersized for a middle linebacker. Fits in a certain type system. Uh, but a middle linebacker is something that can be replaced. Right. Um, that's a position that, you know, you could have started over at rookie contract and been all right. Yeah. But you keep your two key players on offense, Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, together no matter what. Right. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, because, you know, we think about... Um we already mentioned Roddy White issue. Uh, Abraham, um, even though there was, you know, the little off the field issue that he had, but that happened while he was in Atlanta, right? I thought he had like right. a, an off the field issue there. Yeah. And um, it just seems like it's, it's frustrating that we're always <laughs> the butt of the joke, you know? <laughs> It's butt, the front, the middle. <laughs> exactly. We can't catch a damn break, y'all. But, I mean, what they messed up at is letting Dan Quinn stay as long as he did. Yeah. Uh, as I've said before, Super Bowl is the ceiling. Right. And depending on how you perform in the Super Bowl will tell you a lot about your future. I think after that 79 season, after the season, after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I think the players just, you know, they just said, I can't do this no more. Yeah. And I think that's when the frustration with Julio started. Yeah. He's seen Roddy White get handled the way he did. Um, he's seen uh the way it ended with John Abraham and I'm going way back. Yeah. That goes that that's the front office problem. Right. If y'all don't know, and I I seen it on Facebook and I know John Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um his last contract was nine hundred nine hundred thousand dollars and he had double digits in sacks. And they did not want to renew his contract. We haven't had an elite pass rusher since. Yeah. Yeah, we, we had some jokes is what we've had since Abraham, you know? And we talk about that pretty much every episode, that lack of pass rush and the valuation, what are they looking for? Because it seems like we just don't, never hit it. And one thing that I think the biggest problem is, and it just goes around in the circuit, is it's identity. Right. If you don't have a team identity, you're going to keep struggling for years to come. Right. This is why Jacksonville, um, for years, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this is why they were so bad. They didn't have an identity. Right. Uh, when they found the identity on defense, they built they built around that, and that's been their signature ever since. Same with the Baltimore Ravens. Right. So until the Falcons find an uh, identity, uh, they're going to keep searching for what they need and how they need to get to this place and that place. But if you don't have an identity, you're not going to keep anybody up at night game planning for you. That, that's the thing. I I think I think when when you look at it, Atlanta did have an identity. They had that that high powered offense when they were third overall in 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 the history books in in offense. I think that was our who they were. They were a high powered offense, and to not capitalize on what they had by improving the defense because the offense was set. Yep. And by not improving more so on the defense and just keep adding offensive weapons is what caused them to fall off. Yeah. And it goes back to what I said, front office. Yeah. They let one of the best offensive coordinators and his understudy get out of Atlanta. Yep. Who does that? You have Kyle Shanahan, who's the coach at San Francisco, Yep. Already led them to a Super Bowl. That was your coach waiting right there. Yep. Matt LaFleur, if you let Kyle Shanahan leave, that was your offensive coordinator who knows oh, the same man. system that 
got Matt Ryan an MVP. Matt Ryan still been been productive, but he's not been at that MVP level because he Shanahan used Matt Ryan's strengths and hid his weaknesses well. That is true. That is totally yeah, true. Yeah, Matt Lafleur is what in the two years he's been there, he's twenty six and six. Six. Yep. Twenty six and six. We had him in the building and we let him go. <laughs> and I spoke on this years ago. Yeah. As soon as it happened. Yeah. I said if they let either one of those, both of those guys leave, they're going to be in trouble. And I was right. Yeah. And the fan base, you know, they were hating on him too. I'll admit, we 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 put our shots in on Shanahan before we got to that that's that point. But you know, turns out he was actually the best thing that happened to this team. Right. <laughs> Man. It's insane, man! Totally insane. So now we're we're back. They bring and then they bring back Cutter, and uh, we all know about that. And that 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 oh, that's a Tecmo Bowl type offense. <laughs> exactly. They know your play. Turn on Cutter. <laughs> but they brought that him back. I don't even. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even deserve it. But before they, we had Cutter, though, we had uh, Sarkeesian. Uh, yeah, right. Sarkeesian was a lot better than Dirk Cutter was. Yeah. If you look at the stats for those two those two years, Sarkeesian was there, and you compare to Cutter, it, 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 it's no, it, there's no, no comparison. It's, it's just right. ridiculous. Yeah, both killed him too, though. <laughs> oh yeah, both ain't like Sark. Because I mean, I called. I said, "Why are you gonna hire a guy as your offensive coordinator who was coach from the team that you beat the last three years?" Right. That was crazy. <laughs> Like that, that didn't make any make any sense to me. Like we swept the Bucks, other than one game, we swept them like for like three years in a row. Right. I think they wanted to have a familiar face. familiar face of Matt Ryan, but that did not work out. Obviously, no, not at all, man. Not at all, man. I mean, you know, well, now Matt Ryan at thirty two years old has to adjust to a whole new system. Yeah. Again, <laughs> again, exactly. Man, that, that dude done went through so many systems, bro. Which says a lot about Matt. His, I think it's his fifth. So yeah, I bet his brain scrubbed like an egg, man. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, but it says a lot, like uh, you know, that he's still here, that he still believes that you know they can pull it off, and uh, you know he didn't diva out like Julio. Well, I'm not going to you know blame Julio, but you know. If Matt wanted to leave, he could have left a while ago. But um, you know, he, he he even took a cut or whatever just to try to make it work. And um, you know, it is what it is, man. I guess it is what it is. But uh, hopefully, man, they work. They, you know, with, with our new GM and our new coach. I mean, it's sounding good so far. But we, you know, we won't know anything until those games are being played. The only thing I like about the new GM is that he, even when Breeze was out, they he kept the Saints competitive for years. Yeah. So if he can bring that kind of stability mm-hmm. to Atlanta, mm-hmm. then I'm all for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, same here, man. Same here. And I, I, mean, I mean, I would love to have been a fly on the wall on both of those interviews that they uh, they had to give. <laughs> to get the jobs here, you know? Because I, I, they had to know they were walking into a, a situation. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. No doubt. Exactly, man. 
and the, the situation that just got a little more controversial with the whole Julio to the Titans thing, but uh, all eyes are on, are on them. <laughs> without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. But uh, I also want to clarify something because I see all these tweets and posts on Facebook about Julio working out for the Titans and all that in practice. Look, in a new system. So he's got to go there just like everybody else and learn the system. If he was still here in Atlanta, he wouldn't do, you know what I'm saying, OTAs and mini camps and, and, and all that. Right. So, uh, you know, I got, I got a little disagree on that. Uh, so when we did, so when we, when we had a new regime, like new office coordinator, he still wasn't coming. So I don't, I can't really rock with that too much. Like it just, just because it's a new team don't mean, He's it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, so now you're dealing with a whole new team. So he's he's got players. He's got to get get to know. He's got to know the staff. He's got to know coaches. So it's better for him to, to get acclimated. You know, with his team if he's there. If it was Atlanta, the only thing he would have to do is talk to the coaches. I mean, I mean that's phone calls and and in video chats and, and all that. Because he already he already has his teammates. He already, he, I mean, you know, what I'm saying he, he already knows his team. Mm-hmm. But you're dealing with a whole new everything. He's got to be there. Look, man, I get it. You want to go talk to uh, Brown and go talk about your new number and all that stuff. I get it. I understand you want to put your best foot forward in a new space. But we cannot just let him off the hood completely. That's right. my point. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with you. Hoop. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, whatever he's like, he going to do in Tennessee, he could have did it here. Exactly. Exactly. Boom. Well, I mean, I wish the best for him, though. I'm definitely going to watch a couple right. games to see what happens and stuff, you know. I'm definitely not well, mad at Julio. Our first preseason game is against the Tennessee Titans. You think he's going to play? No. <laughs> come on, son. <laughs> exactly. Wait, wait, wait first game, the first game against the Titans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, our first preseason game is against the Titans. Probably won't play to the third game. Exactly. <laughs> so we won't oh. see him until regular to the season starts. Yeah, we, Aaron, we, you buying that jersey? Play. The number, the, the number two. You buying that jersey? The only number two I'm buying is Matt Ryan. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm just, I'm just checking, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't play like that, bro. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> well, I am a I little. The colors, but red and black. <laughs> I got a little bit ticked off, man, that I just bought that new Julio jersey. I just bought the fresh white one. So that last season was the first year I actually bought a Julio because, I, because Rock, I told you, yeah. it, in his previous years, that 11 on the back looked like a pause button, and I was not going to wear a pause button on my back. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, man. <laughs> but it does. Mine, mine, mine going to probably go up on the wall in my man cave. He's just going to be a throwback. That's it. <laughs> yeah, man, I got a nobody I'm wears not. a Julio Falcons jersey, man. That man did great work here. Yeah, he no, I, right. I, I, I'm not saying I'm, I'm probably never going to wear it. It'd probably be once a blue moon, right? But I mean, I can't wear it like I used to. You know what I'm saying? Like every Sunday, I throw on the Julio. Well, but uh, Aries, put it up, put it over there with your with your Tap McKinley jersey. What's cold is whenever <laughs> I got tax jersey, he gone. Yep. I got Coleman's jersey, he gone. I got a Julio jersey, he gone. gone. Yeah. 
Should have never left either. That was, that was a huge mistake. Uh, who tack? Kevin Coleman. Oh, Kevin Coleman. Yeah, yeah. I, I told him I, Coleman was a lot better than than Devontae Freeman. Yeah. Oh yeah, Coleman was a home run through every time he touched the ball. But, they, but Al used to say, you know, when Al was on the show, he brought up a point about Coleman that was it was true out there. He said it, and I started watching that Coleman also had issues staying on his feet a lot, you know? Yeah, balance problems. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of an issue, you know? Did he fall? But, he, but, oh, I ain't going to bring that up. He fall forward. He make that one cut and be gone. Yeah. Right. And you know, who, you know who else was like that? Who? Uh, Jerry Noah, same problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, Norwood was a problem. <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. Well, he wanted one year to quit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Because he, yeah, he quit early and uh, just retired completely out of NFL. My favorite back to this day is in the word done. Yeah. Never, never saw war done take a direct hit. Hammerhead, but I mean, smart work was it. My favorite uh, uh, running back that we have of all time, of course, was the bowling ball, Michael DeBurner Turner. Burner, yeah, Burner Turner. That I still had to go with Jerry Riggs, even though I was young when I watched him play. Um, those teams was so bad, he was the only offense they had. Oh, wow. I'm going to go with Barbara Hans Podge's playing. <laughs> Man, you couldn't tell me when he was at Texas Tech, he wasn't going to be the next big thing. Next he's, a, he's a true. <laughs> Whatever you said, Barbara. Uh, I, I don't claim Barbara Leftwich with the no. bounce. Nah, no. He was running neck and neck with Ricky Williams in college. <laughs> yeah, Hansel, yeah he was a problem, man. Yeah, man. Wow. But, uh, all right, fellas. Well, um, so we had this draft. You know, we've added some new pieces. Just look forward to the future. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with our with our pick. Um, and I think uh, with um, what AJ Terrell, who had an outstanding rookie year, gives me a little more, you know, a little more confidence that hopefully we'll get a little further and get away from all this craziness that we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, that's cool for the left side or right side where we try to play, but then you got Oliver on the other side. Uh-oh. Come on, side. Here we go with Oliver. The Oliver talking here. <laughs> Smitty, what's your thought on, on Isaiah Oliver, man? We we have our issues with him on this podcast. What, what are your thoughts on Isaiah? My thought, uh, I always view him as a safety because um, he's a zone a zone corner. He can't play man or press, right. uh, which is why they moved into the slot. And if he can find a way at the slot, he'll be okay. But outside, I think um, Kendall Sheffield or uh, what's the rookie guy, uh, Darren Hall, I think one of them will take the outside. Hmm. I think they'll take their chances uh, with one of those guys. Okay. Now, if they were to move Isaiah to strong safety or free safety, then he might he he, he might do something because I mean, like I said, he has the length. He has the length of, 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 to make a good safe, but as a corner, capital T R A S H. He play he plays the game with the the game in front of him, not behind him. Right. And what yeah. I mean by that, that man to man coverage is just not his thing. 
Yeah. When he plays zone, he plays a little bit better. Uh, his open field tackling is extraordinary for a cornerback, which is the main reason why I like him at safety. Right. The game is in front of him. He's a much better player, but man to man and press, he ain't got the he ain't got the hands for it. Yeah. We're tired of seeing him getting burned every, every Sunday. Oh my gosh. He's getting burnt by third strings. That's ridiculous. Yeah. He should he should be tired of having penicillin shots. I'm just saying. Indeed, man. <laughs> I, yeah, mean, man. I mean, then when he come out on the field, but they should play, you know what I'm saying, the Usher Burn. <laughs> <laughs> let it burn. Let it burn. Let it burn. But hopefully, man, with the whole coaching staff, that will be addressed. And we'll really see what, you know, what he's made of. If he's the same old, same old. Because I think there's a new culture there. Um, things are a lot different there. It's not what uh, DQ had going on there. So, um, Hopefully this is, you know, the start of something major. We can be back in the conversation again, like we were, you know. Right. I, I honestly do. I hope. I hope the whole NFL fall the hell to sleep on us. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so too. I think most of the people that are normal Falcon haters or, or whatever are. They don't give us any credit, but I think the people who are actually watching the moves and stuff are, you know, are just, you know, being aware. It's like, don't sleep on the Falcons. And I, I paid a lot of attention. I did a video on this too about the undrafted free agents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kobe Jones, nobody talks about him, mm-hmm. uh, but at Mississippi State, and his, he was like a second string uh, edge rusher and still had 19 sacks. Over four seasons. Wow! He finally gets his chance. I think he'll be okay. That's one, that's my guy to watch for. Okay. Hey, we'll we'll take five or six sacks out of him. Situational right. pass rusher. Yeah. Right. We'll take anything we can get as it comes to pass rushing. Right about now. What, what, was, what was Cat doing? Three three sacks and a lot of pressures. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. You weren't doing too much. You let Stephen Means take his spot. Clay, Claiborne did his whole career in that one uh, Cowboys game. Right. I remember that. Yeah. Is Tack even on, on a team now? Uh, uh, Cleveland. He's still in Cleveland? Okay. In the Browns, at the Browns. Yeah, he, he is in Cleveland. Okay. And Vegas in Oakland, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Las Vegas. I thought he wasn't even on anybody's team anymore. He ain't nowhere. He, he finna go. He finna sit at home for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. He Which, was cut by the Raiders? How bad? You got to be, be cut by the Raiders. If you see that block with everybody put on social media, you would have blocked. <laughs> you would have cut him too. Vic, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I just... <laughs> Vic, Vic is just not... His heart is not in the NFL. Nah, man. I, I said that a while ago. When, he, when you're playing the things and, you know, that, that interception, and he get up and he he's over congratulating the Saints players. No, you don't do that, man. Bump the Saints. Yeah. Big need motivation, man. He does. And a lot of people don't know it, but when his dad passed away, I think that killed his spirit for football. Yeah. Because his dad was the one that kept him focused all the time. And when you don't have that person to help you keep you focused, uh, it's going to be tough if you're not in it mentally yourself. Right. 
That is true, man. That is true. And uh, I mean, you know, he, he what he do? He do? He did five years in the NFL. Five? I think he did five. Five, yeah, mm-hmm. five. And he got a, one, one great year. Exactly. He had one great year. He, he you know. I, I hope he saved his money. <laughs> I, that's the like thing. His motivation. Yeah. Dwight Freeney was saved his money. Yeah. The fight. You, you're right. You the white. You got to play like the white freedom pushing you. You gonna, yeah. You gonna step up. And that's what I just rumored from people saying that in the even in the locker room or whatever, he was the type of guy you got to keep motivated. He wasn't really, you know, that focused as far as what he was doing. So, and I can totally believe yeah, that. Go ahead. Dude. They said the. Uh, they said he was he was blessed with having. Uh, height, weight, size package, but they had that dog in them. Right, exactly. They had a heart. Yeah. And when he was at Clemson, I guess he's had the luxury of uh, those guys helping him out. Uh, he, he was with great. Grady. He, he had a he had a great supporting cast. Yeah. Yeah, and Grady Jerry was that, there that with him too. So yeah, yeah, that defense in front while he played in Clemson was yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know he, he'll be all right. He'll be all right. He got DQ made sure he got money, so he's good. If he, if he saved it, I'm sure he did. He he seems he's like a seems like a small time small town country type of dude, low key anyway. So I don't think he's. He brought us for 13 million his last year. Yeah, he sure did. That's that's enough to last him his lifetime. Exactly. All right, cool, man, cool. You listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast? All right, man, uh, Smitty, let's get your opinion, man. We, we we have a segment called Around the League where we talk about other things that are happening happening in the on the league that you know may be interesting. Uh, is there anything going on on the league that you have noticed or think may be an interesting thing to, to mention? I'm still watching the Aaron Rodgers thing in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I think pretty much he's done there. You've seen it with Favre. You've seen it with Bart Starr. Even they just that's 16 years, and you're done. Yeah. Um, they're gonna stick by what they what they like. Like I said, their identity. They're gonna stick to how they became the Packers. Right. Uh, what made them successful, and I think that's why they took Jordan Love. He's been impressive in many camps so far. Mm-hmm. So we may be getting closer to seeing Aaron Rodgers in a Broncos uniform, wow. or probably in. Somewhere like uh, Washington. Wow. Hey, Washington will probably be his best fit because I mean their defense is already stout. So I mean he doesn't have to worry about defense. It's that offense, a little iffy, but they can still move the ball. Yeah, and they even improved their defense even more. Mm -hmm. Got help in their secondary. Caleb Farley, I think. um, No, he's in Tennessee. I'm sorry. They got. Another cornerback Middle round hmm. But that defense With Chase Young And Them uh, Alabama boys On their front line oof, yeah. Young yeah. Wet and all them mm-hmm. No joke No joke Definitely What do you What do you think About the Bucks, man I mean You know Super Bowl champions Is that it, are, are they gonna be The team to fear In the NFC South Again, if they defense can keep it up like they did last year, I think they, I think they'll be tough again. Okay, but uh, people getting Brady too much credit. That defense carried them, yeah, from week fourteen all the way through the playoffs. Right. So um, if their defense is still the same, 
Now they still have a weakness at cornerback because that was their Achilles last year. Mm-hmm. But they even improved that. So they're going to be even tougher this year. Somebody else tell it, boy, it was Tom Brady the whole way. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Oh, wait, he ain't here. Okay. Oh, yeah, you he ain't here. <laughs> that, that's a shot at another person on his podcast. <laughs> no Tom Brady did last year. He, he he just managed the game like he was supposed to. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, I mean, what was the whole reason of him actually choosing to go to Tampa? They had a defense. Right. Something they didn't have in New England. True. Very true, man. And hey, what about the Saints, man? I mean... You got Jameis. <laughs> you got, we got the Swiss Army knife and, and 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 the white Michael Vick. Good luck. Y'all might think I'm crazy, but the Saints might be even more dangerous with Winston because his arm is stronger. He can get the ball where he needs to, and a lot of the interception he threw in Tampa, he was forcing, trying to make plays. Yeah. I don't think he had to do that anymore because the way their playbook is set up. Um, Pass lanes, all that is is gonna be much easier for him. All he has to do is put his mind to it, find the receiver, he'll be fine. And we got a quarterback the that's gonna toss that thing. Then he's running back and down with the mind. I don't know if, if he's mature enough yet, to be honest with you. Yeah, that is well, it's his mental. If he ain't mature by now, he never will be. Hell yeah. no. I mean, that, again, that dude like twenty nine. He's he's still eating, eating on his fingers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> he was doing that in, in the locker room after w. he beat the buck. <laughs> you got to eat that W, man. Gotta eat. But it's a shame, man. I mean, I just, I, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, he can put the ball where it need to be, but he also puts it where it don't need to be. Yeah. So he can't help that. But his first pass, his first pass in the league as a buck was an interception. His last pass in the league as a buck was the interception. <laughs> so, well, I heard that he. I think Smitty, you said this. He he's had uh, laser corrected surgery on his eyes. Laser, right. yeah. I mean, that could be an issue if he if he can't see where he's throwing the ball. <laughs> you know, that could explain some of those thirties. He he did use a win a lot on the sideline. So that's why he picked up those crab legs. He couldn't see the prices. <laughs> Come on, son. He was, he was running the customer service. He got to see the price. Yeah, that's all the price here. <laughs> wow. We beat up Jameis, but you know. He said, man, can I get a price check on these fish sticks? <laughs> Hell no. Wow. Jameis, man. That dude. That yeah, dude. man. I just think it's just something about Sean Payne's offense that make it easier for quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, I think a quarterback like Mariota could succeed in that offense. Wow. Yeah, Peyton's. Uh, we, we can't stand him, man. Want to just smack that smirk off his face, man? But you can't deny his his ability to to be a coach. Can't deny it was that. What's funny? I like that dude. I know. They hired the G, the uh, head coach before the GM, and I said, I said, man, they hired Fortenow. Before Arthur Smith, he probably would have tried to bring Sean Payton to it now because he's trying to get out of New Orleans. Really? He's trying to get to Dallas or somewhere. But I think Fortner would have probably brought him on over too. Yeah, he can't go to Dallas. They already got a new coach. Yeah. yeah. McCarthy. 
I don't know how that would have worked coming here, man. <laughs> if they had brought him here, I mean, I know we wouldn't have he much would, to say. I think he would have tried it. Yeah. Uh, First time you booing the coach. <laughs> I, still got that, I still got that image of him telling Debate Freeman choke, choke. Yeah. That's, that's, that's still fresh in my mind, man. I, I don't, yeah. I don't like him. Yeah. It's not to be liked, man. <laughs> but you know. Yep. Yeah, around looking like Zoolander. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm lying. No, you're not. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> you listening to the What's Up Falcons podcast. All right, fellas, before we start wrapping this thing up here, um, just let's do a overall general predictions for this season. And we can just stick with the NFC South, man. Uh, Smitty, what are you predicting that's going to happen in the NFC South? Um, I still have the Bucks because of their defense. Yeah. Um, I think the Falcons will be competitive, and so will um, New Orleans. But Tampa Bay, I think they're gonna run away with it. Carolina, they have a better quarterback than Sam Darnold. People not giving them credit. I'm telling you. Yeah. For that, I think he fit Matt Rule's offense, but I just don't know about their defense yet. Say that again. I, I watched. I watched him play at SC. He's a, he's a beast. Yeah, I think he was just in a bad, a bad offense. That's all it was. Hmm. He's a bad whole, whole everything organization. Yeah, the Jets are horrible. Yeah, who? What are you? What are you thinking for the NFC South, man? Your predictions? What are you thinking? Who? And what Smitty just said, I agree. Um, you know, Bucks leading the pack. Uh, you know, toss up between New Orleans and uh, ATL, and you know, then you got Carolina. You know, trying to improve themselves. But I think it'll be a competitive division. Uh, probably a little more competitive than what people think. Indeed. What about you, Aries? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards the towards the same. I, I mean, I but as far as the Bucks. Run away with it? I, I don't think so. Right. I don't think the bus can run away with it because their schedule is going to be a, a little bit more competitive than, than than it was last season. So, right. Uh, I tend to agree with you on that as well, man. I, I think that it, it, it all comes down to how Taysom and Jameis play, or how that splits up, is going to determine who who, who comes in second. Yeah. So. Yeah. If, if if they Man, I thought we was gonna get if they haven't worked ahead. out, go ahead. I'm sorry. To where they're running on all cylinders, then yeah, they they might take second place. Okay. But I, right now, I, I think we have a shot at it. Hmm. Not 100, percent but it, I think we have a shot. I think more like a 60-40 Yeah. What are you saying, Hoop? Man, I thought we was going to go through a whole show without bringing up Taysom Hill with Q not on here, man. I'm like, I get tired of hearing that dude. They think he's the second coming down there. I'm telling you. Yeah, uh, Smitty, uh, Q seems to think that uh, Taysom Hill is the, the white Michael Vick. He's going to be the second coming. The boy's a gimmick. I don't know. I agree. The boy's a gimmick. He's a gimmick. Yeah. He can't play a full season. And, and, and do, do, do the same thing he does two, three games out of the year. Right. Come on, man. Right. All right, man. All right. 
All right. Well, uh, Smitty, man, I want to say it's been a pleasure. I truly appreciate you coming on and, and, and talking with this man, chopping it up with this man. No uh, problem, man. And uh, if people want to check your videos out and everything, man, let us know how we can do that. Uh, I'm going to just make it easy, man. Just go to uh, Twitter. I'm always on Twitter, interacting with people, man. My uh, Twitter handle is at FatboySlim underscore 21. You can find me there. You can find my blog, my YouTube channel. Any other thing that I do, man, you can find it on Twitter. Now, I definitely recommend everybody checking him out on Twitter and on uh, on YouTube. Smitty, he, he's a hardworking man, man. He's He told me earlier that when everybody's sleeping, he's making videos. He's always thinking about sports, the Falcons, and all that. And it's true, because every morning I wake up and turn on YouTube, I see a new video from Smitty. <laughs> so I'm like, I got to check it out. And trust me, it's hard, man. I'm married. Been married 17 years. Yeah. It's hard juggling them both. I know it. Uh, amen to that. Exactly. It's hell for <laughs> me just to get right these. On. <laughs> I think it's been a year since I dropped a video. So it's hell for me just to get these podcasts out, man, because I'm in the same boat as you are, man. So uh, my hat's off to you being able to do that, man, and all you guys. And uh, I want to thank everybody for checking us out. You know, don't forget to check us out exclusively at Armchair All American. And don't forget to subscribe, man. Hit that subscribe button. We got to get our numbers up, man. So uh, check us out, man. Hit that button. Do something. You know, help a brother out. <laughs> but uh, but you also, if you listen to audio podcasts, definitely check us out at uh, Armchair All American. We're also on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora. And uh, pretty much most, and Google too as well. And even on Alexa, you know, Smitty, if you have an Alexa device, you say, play the latest What's Up Falcons podcast, she will play it. Yeah, my daughter got one. <laughs> <laughs> so that, we're on there, man. So if anybody want to check us out like that, that's an easy way to do it. But uh, all right, fellas, well, this was a good show. And uh, before we wrap it up, anybody got any last thoughts or anything? Go Hawks. <laughs> Go Hawks. That's that's true. Go Hawks, man. Uh, whatever. Uh, hey, man. Go check out my video on Trey Young and why I say he's one of the best players, top 25, under 25. That dude is coming, man. He's coming. You just need one more piece. <laughs> I don't watch basketball no more. <laughs> but you, you got you out of it, man. So <laughs> Yeah, I know. That's why I don't watch basketball. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're done. yeah you're, done. you're done, man. Y'all had y'all turn, man. It's, it's, it's time All right, for man, the y'all be done in a minute, man. The six is going to whoop y'all ass. He's a hating Hall of Famer. <laughs> I hope not, but, you know. We always have a problem. Now B keep on falling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, going to fall big ass on the ground and I get up. <laughs> we always have a problem getting out of the second round. He going to need a kickstand out the way. I'm yeah. telling you. I'll save y'all a spot on the yeah. couch. With me to watch the rest. He's a hating hole of famer. We'll see. (laughs) All right, fellas, if that is it, I will holler at y'all later. Peace, peace. He looks like a broke ass sexual chocolate. Playing the latest episode. What's up, Falcons? Check out the What's Up Falcons podcast exclusively at ArmchairAllAmericans.com. Subscribe to the What's Up Falcons podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Listen to the What's Up Falcons podcast at whatsupfalcons.com.